everyone, and welcome to a new you, a new year, a new season of the same old roguelike podcast. I am your host of the GrogPod Roguelike Podcast, where we we talk about roguelike games, whatever they may be, big or small, you're here to enjoy them all. Uh, I am your slow hobbling goblin boss of the podcast, Scott Berger, and attacking the pod castle from the other three lanes are my co-hosts. Uh, this is Will. I guess I'm your uh, your poison spraying, creeping cough tower, uh, ready to slow you down and take your shields. Uh, and I'm Colin, a weird robot man who's going to shoot a missile that goes so, so fast at your tower. Fire the missiles. And I am a member of the shambling monster horde. Unique, charmingly simple walk animation. <laughs> and no name. Oh, uh, yeah, my name's Andrew Harshman, by the way. <laughs> well, that's just it. I, I wasn't paying attention, really, to many of the enemy <laughs> names in the game, but uh, we will discuss that. Who are that you? Who is, who is this man? Ooh. How'd you get a puck? Um, wait, oh. what's the name of the first boss? Oogie? They're all Oogies. They're all Oogie. Oh, they're all Oogged out. They all have mangoes and other things going on. I'm Andrew right. with two O's. Ooh, there we go. This oh. week, we are talking about our voxelized Helm's Deep simulator, Rogue Tower, released January 28th, 2022. Uh, I think this is a PC exclusive. I don't think this exists on any other platforms. Oh, 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 oh get uh, wrecked, console <laughs> players. Console plebs. Uh, this was developed and published by Die of Death Games, uh, which is a one-man op. We have a, a solo dev entry this week by Andrew R. Mason, a game dev and applied mathematics uh, major at U Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, side note: This always kind of bugs me whenever I hear people reference UW because we're based out here in the Seattle area, and I instantly think, "Oh, he's he's from University of Washington? Nope, University of Wisconsin." Uh, but uh, but guitarist, D and D player, martial artist, all around very interesting fellow. Uh, released twenty twenty one Dice Knight Mystery of the Moirai. If I'm pronouncing that right, I've got to pronounce something wrong on every episode here. Uh, D&D themed top-down shooter looks interesting. And then next year, he, uh, 2022, published what we're talking about today, Rogue Tower. Uh, and Rogue Tower rolls in at our number 167th most popular roguelike game with 4,773 total reviews. Andrew, you got one sentence to describe Rogue Tower before Robo Oogie is going to come burst down your gates. Well, Rogue Tower is a voxel-based tower defense game in which you are defending your um, sort of uh, Isengard-looking tower from a unending slew of goblins, orcs, orlocks, Gretchen, ogres, zombies, ghosts, etc. Robots. And, of course, the roguelike elements are that uh, every level you have to choose to expand the map. And you choose different locations, and each tile is randomized in unique, interesting, and engaging ways. Um, and in my case, you actually uh, only ever expanded a total of 17 times. 
That's actually the maximum that the game allows you to do. Oh, I'm well, listeners, I'm getting, I'm getting the laugh. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I was, I was chuckling at the console, the consoleites not having access to this game, and and now I'm getting chuckled at by all of the, the rogues council of rogue tower masters. Uh, listeners, let me let me let you in here on uh, just a little bit behind the scenes here. The Discord has been for Andrew Harshman a a wasteland of data. <laughs> and uh, Excel spreadsheets and all sorts of tomfoolery that I can't be bothered to have any idea what's going on. Uh, these three fellows, Nerds. <laughs> fine fellows, gentlemen and scholars, all of them have just been having a hoot of a time. This is actually a two-part game. There's the actual Rogue Tower game, and there's the game of the data science, which I don't have the brain for, but these three do. And I didn't actually get around to playing this game until, uh, oh, I don't know, the latter half of this week, this past week. And so I've logged six hours, but everybody else has gotten quite accomplished this game. So, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, 17 levels. That's as, as far as I know, that's as far as you can get in the game. <laughs> Will silently nodding his head in, I'm guessing, bemusement and disappointment. It you, you you nailed it right there, Scott. Just, I just uh, <laughs> the game. It, so it didn't have any pull for you at all, Andrew. Oh no! I mean, it, no, no, no. I well, it'll be reflected in the scores. Uh, I right away found it to be pretty entertaining, but uh, the way that I play games is I I, I tends toward a lazier type of gaming, which is um, not wanting to do any homework and wanting <laughs> to play games by feel as opposed to playing games um, efficiently. And so if I'm, if I'm really invested in a game, I'll like do a little research on some strategies, but there's no way I'm going to be doing any number crunching or math or, or, uh, or what have you. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely saw the appeal, but, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the game. Um, I'm kind of stalled out a little bit at this point, <laughs> uh, because I don't fully grok uh, all of the mechanics like i don't even understand the, the 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 mechanics enough to put them into begin to put them in oh my yeah no, no, i had the the opposite experience i mean i so i played this game twice and then like once when it came out i believe and then we just um we played it again here and so um i've completely forgotten all the strategies from before which is great because then you can go into it and be like oh yeah this is, i know it was a good game they introduced new content so in the game there are like you know it's either one there's a Essentially, your tower's in the middle, and there's like four, you know, because it's, you know, everything's based on blocks. There's like four pathways possible coming off of it. When you start, you have one path. Well, if you're playing on pro mode, there's yeah. four. Well, yeah, right. There's four so, directions it can go. You right. start off with only going with your path in one direction. And so, yeah, and so the difficulty is just based on the number of, of, um, uh, of, of, pathways that you're starting out with but one when you're starting out but for me there was just an always a drive and a satisfying curve where it's like okay in the beginning you're going along you only have one tower and then you're placing it and eventually oh you learn that oh i can hurt health there's like three things in the game there's health there's armor and there's shields and each um of these different units specializes in each um in one of those kind of um uh formats of, of damage and so you're learning, oh, at this level, that's when they introduce armor. I have to have some armor things. And oh, there's a boss. So you have to have lots of like, you know, change your dudes to focus on the dude with most health. And so the game really has this nice way of teaching you through failure and uh, over and over and over again that like, hey, you should be thinking about you need to have shield damage on level 16. And, you, and then, oh, you need to be able to do investment. So you need to have these things that do investing in the game. And there's all these dynamics layered in. And I think, uh, um, and I think the math of it really 
shines through the fact that this guy is uh you said a math major or math um game design and math uh, applied mathematics yes yeah no that really shines through i think with just how well balanced i think the whole game is and how well from like beginning to end that um all of these uh you know the the the, the upgrades versus the, the quantity that you have like there's a bunch of trade-offs that you're making and all of them feel very balanced and so um i know colin and i yeah we didn't nerd it out on making a bunch of spreadsheets to like <laughs> yeah. get it just right but i think the point is that like you don't have to do that like you can actually just play this game by feel and you get most of it right because the game is so responsive to, like if you just dump all your upgrades into like one thing you just lose because you don't have enough of like the, you know, you don't have enough armor damage or the thing that you're lacking. And so this game is, is I don't know. I thought it was You still beautifully have to done. think about it a lot, but you don't need to like write an Excel spreadsheet uh, with various stack ranking things to figure out exactly you need to get upgrade, um, which is what we did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it does, it does a lot of good. Um, it does a pretty good job of ramping up the difficulty um like naturally in my opinion um and like it there's pretty much always like a little bit like I, I, I this is one of the strongest just one more run games that we've played for me in a long time like i felt a deep deep like i need to go to bed like you cannot <laughs> play another one of these games you i'm it's already too late i'm going to go immediately from this game to bed so i'm going to be defending my tower in my dream um, I'm going to, you, I, I had like a, just a, a little bit of that Tetris effect where I'm like, like putting my head down to sleep, closing my eyes and like things are coming towards the center of my vision. Like, oh no, I've been staring at this for too long, but yeah, I think it does a good job of, um, you, you do have to think about it, but like you can kind of get by on vibes for a while. You really only need to start truly like crunching the numbers and like being super strategic once you get to those either the, the late the late levels in single lane or if you're trying to do the four-way tower defense legitimately very difficult so i was primarily alternating primarily doing this i was i was mostly yeah i would just switch back and forth between like one lane and two lane um is that the right way to do it or are you supposed to like play one lane until you've unlocked all of the permanent upgrades and then question how long is that supposed to take so I'm at six hours and I feel like I'm not making any progress. I think it should, it should be like 10 to 15 hours by like when you unlock everything. Like it's not okay. like a super, a super long time. And, and like the way you do it doesn't really matter. It just, but if you do like, like if you do it all in just one, like you're, you're, you get bonus experience for trying new things essentially. And so the game tries to incentivize you to like try oh. two, try three. And even if you fail on four, like just try it early on just to get a bunch of experience. So you can like buy all the rest of the um, upgrades and uh, towers and test them out. It's a fine idea. I think my biggest criticism with this game is it's clarity. Yeah. And like Andrew, when you were saying in the discord, how like you were playing for what, like one, like two, two plus hours or something. And you didn't know that you could upgrade your towers. I was right there with you. Cause I was like, what the hell is what? Like Will and Connor talking about all these upgrades and stuff. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then I realized you could click on the towers and they have like these little upgrade menus on each one. Right? So, oh, 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 to be clear. Sorry. At the two hour point, I realized that there was a upgrades button on the main menu like i didn't yeah. I, that that escaped me and it's right there it's you know it's obvious enough i suppose um but uh it wasn't until maybe four hours that i realized you could <sighs> click on the towers and that you could upgrade them and i have no idea how that's um like i get that there's three upgrades 
and it's like you can upgrade their damage you can upgrade their like shield damage their you can upgrade their and damage their armor to damage health, health armor or shield so i and understand so that idea ba the basic idea that like this tower will do more damage to that stat but yeah. i don't understand why wh what determines those prices uh it's like exponential growth kind of thing it, it depends. Like, so, so, so there. This is the thing. This is why I had to do data collection. Exactly. This is the what. <laughs> so when I didn't understand exactly that, I'm like, huh. It looks like the ballista is. It costs. And then you start with ten. The next one costs us tw like tw uh, twenty, I think. And then it just adds another ten to each each time. Whereas other ones, it starts at like um like um 30 and then it like increases by 30 each time and so each of them has like its own like sort of equation for determining what the next incremental cost will be and so that like cost increases and as that increases the total like damage you're getting per the cost of the entire package of the upgraded unit like it um uh, it can be balanced against like the number of upgrades that you're dumping into each of the each of the um the tiers of shield health and armor and so that's why we need to create these spreadsheets because otherwise you're just guessing about oh how many units do i need how many upgrades and like what should i be upgrading and so um so you have a ballista well, I... traveling west at 35 <laughs> miles an hour so listeners last night i i was under the impression that like the towers were the but they also level by themselves. Is that correct? And they yeah. don't tell you this at all, but it's like whatever yeah. they're looking at is what they're going to level up. Even if they're not shooting, if they're looking at something, they're gaining experience for the thing that they're looking at. And that's why telling them which thing to prioritize. On that note, I, I just want to let everybody know the, the visual of the voxel based ballistas just sort of rotating and turning and, and tracking different targets is very satisfying and engaging for, I don't know what reason, uh, but I like the look of this game. Um, yeah. And the animations are uh, simple, but I think. I, I, I mostly like the aesthetic of this game. I, I wish there was are... a cool animation of the tower being destroyed at the end. Mm. But, yeah, um, and I do wish, so the most of it I like, it's like a good, simple, clean aesthetic. And it does, it, it's a it's a very good solo dev style for animating. Like, Totally. Uh, you can you can have it look good without needing like triple a graphics um, Definitely. my biggest criticism of the of the style uh is that it's sometimes very difficult to figure out like what height level your tower <laughs> is going to be on and mm -hmm. i don't know yes. maybe you guys didn't realize it just has a like, number right i mean um, yeah but you can't like when as the shading like for the shadows is going across sometimes it's impossible to tell if you're looking like that it doesn't have a little like squares around the right thing. So you're like, I don't know if this is like too high or three highs. So you basically have to hover over every square to figure out if it's three higher. Um, All right. Well, they're here. That this... matters a lot for the towers because it is a just straight upgrade to have them on like three high terrain. Indeed. And to be clear, when we are saying again, there's a lot of I still don't understand the upgrade system. Like uh, <laughs> so they automatically level, but I should also manually be leveling them or not. In some cases. In some cases. <laughs> well, that's, right. that's, well, that's, that's why I like data data you should do so. clear cut answers. Like, okay, so uh, I've got, for instance, I got the, the vampire uh, tower up here on my spreadsheet. And it's saying that tower. And it's that? saying that if you have a quantity of 10 vampire towers, then you should upgrade them to, to nine levels in order to optimize your damage per cost. Okay. What should I do <laughs> at level 10 when I have 10 ballistas? At level 10, I need practical, like, simple, dumbed-down answers. Ballistas. 
Where's the Prima strategy guide that we that we need in plain <laughs> English with all the little cartoons and stuff? All right, just Here's very simple. You... Here's number I'll one. I'll have strat. you know my StarCraft one and StarCraft Brood War Prima guides had very few cartoons. Frost Towers do oh, yeah. upgrade them. No Poison idea what a Frost Tower is. Only a little okay. bit. Frost, Frost Towers are the ones that slow everybody down. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I'm. S I got. I got the Tesla ones. I got the mortars, and I got the the bullets. Uh, all I have seen at this juncture, and I finally, I still have not seen an occult site. I don't know what that is. So, will that card stop bothering me already? Um. <laughs> uh. But sorry. So what I was gonna say is, uh. So I. I. Okay. So it depends on the number of. Okay, what's the rule of thumb? Should the average player, should, hey, listener base, if you're going and going to try this game out, should you be engaging with the clicking on towers and upgrading their different stat system? Absolutely. Basically, it's the more expensive the tower, the more you should probably be upgrading. The more That's expensive the tower. Oh, interesting. Because listeners, you see, as you place more of an individual type of tower, whether it's a ballista, or a mortar, or a vampire tower, or a zombie tower, or a lava gate, or I'm making up most <laughs> of these, but I'm assuming that there's a million that I haven't seen yet because I'm so bad at this game. Um, you, uh, it does, the price goes up as you add more and more, right? Your first ballista is what, like 10 gold or something? Yeah. 50, 20? But your first laser pyramid is 1,000 gold. And laser the pyramid. second one's 1,200. So like, Thank that God. one goes up quick. Uh, not sure if you're joking. All right, uh, but <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, as you well, place more, so, so you're saying that at, at my like twentieth ballista, I should place the twentieth ballista for a lot of gold, and then I should upgrade it because that's how the math is. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. So generally, you should be using it. okay because after I talked to you all on Discord about it, I got the impression <laughs> that. Well, I guess I shouldn't upgrade them manually. <laughs> so I guess well, I just okay. stop. You probably shouldn't be manually <laughs> upgrading the ballistas. Like the intro level tower, you shouldn't upgrade manually. But I'm all sorry, the, rest of them the you what? Should. The intro level? Like the ballista. It's the, it's the basic base tier. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like there was like your levels, balloon shooting like maps. I was like, what? <laughs> All yeah, right. Like, so again, again, folks, to be clear, of towers. not not six minutes. I played six hours of this game <laughs> and I've enjoyed basically all of it. But I have very little idea of what's happening. There is a guide. There's a manual on the front on the front it's menu. It's not very good. That I have, oh, OK, well, I have a look at But sorry, sorry <laughs> I, I keep meaning to ask this other question. All right. So there's another mechanic. So here's like my real quick. Let me let me just preface this with how I've been going about playing this game. It's like it's a tower defense game. So I want to maximize my towers abilities ability to shoot enemy. So yeah. that means I want to put a tower where it has a large radius that is that it's going to cover a lot of area. It's going to cover a lot of track. It's going to have many opportunities to shoot. Yep. Get in them corners. In between levels, when you get to pick a new path to expand, I'm trying to get the path to double back on itself so that mm -hmm. I can put towers in between Absolutely. those tracks so it has opportunity to shoot. The, in effect, best case scenario, you know, twice the times, right? Um, or three times even. And another thing, another important thing that we were talking about a few minutes ago is that the uh, height at which you place your towers. There's what, three levels, is it? One, two, and three? Four um, with the base. Four, excuse me. So I mean, the higher actually, the tower, the more damage it does, I think. Yeah. I thought it was just a range just ballistas, or is that for it's all range tower? and damage. And oh, okay. so like if it's on a level three one, it's plus three damage and plus like one and a half range. Th plus three base damage. That's not including the multiplier here. I mean, come on. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
which to be clear i also didn't realize that it changed like how how that worked for like a long time Mm -hmm. i put 60 hours into this game so uh (laughs) good winter break Okay, well, so now that no one's listening that's... anymore because we've gotten so deep into strategy, maybe we should talk about like what's actually in this game. What's in this game? So oh, we got yeah. we got we've talked about types of towers, but there's twelve of them. Uh, and I like I like with like uh, other tower defense type games that I've played, they've always been kind of like, yeah, they're all like sort of the same thing. There's a lot of like different wacky stuff in here between like, you have one of them is a biplane that flies around and shoots stuff. You have a yep. pyramid that shoots lasers. You have like Colin, you were talking about the frost tower. That's just like this snowy castle that slows everyone down. What is the, what does the vampire tower do? Like, I, I don't really know what that does, but it looks like just like a bunch uh, of blood flying across the screen. Bleed effect. Yeah. Well, it can have that. I, this is the one that I was very skeptical about. Cause I'm like, what the heck is this doing? I'm seeing like a swirl. I don't really, there's not really any indication as to what actually is happening. But um, once you get it in isolation, you can really observe what it does. It's just like anything that's in this big old, like it's circle. It just does uh, just damage to everything all at once. And it does it about six times a minute. I think, Um, is that right? Uh, I got my little guide over here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so basically like, and and then the upgrades for it increase the, the, the radius. And so you can just basically have it covering like half the map, essentially attacking everything all at once. It's overpowered. Yeah. So for, for, in terms of like melting down units, like it's, it's pretty much one of the best. Interesting. Uh, Other things that you have in this game are support buildings, which unlike your main tower that you're trying to defend, we've been using the word tower kind of interchangeably your home base that you're trying to defend. Fortress, I believe it's Fortress. called. Your, your home go. base, the thing that you're trying to defend is also a tower. Um, it doesn't shoot stuff, though. And it looks like, uh, asterisk here, it looks like Orthanc, which is technically the name of the tower in Isengard. <laughs> oh, Nerd. thank you. Correction noted. I appreciate that. <laughs> Colin, were you watching the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy the other day, or is it just, just we watched. We, yeah, it was yesterday, New Year's Day. We watched uh, the all three extended editions back-to-back in a row for 12 hours straight. Excellent. As we do every year. Well, well like done. like the Lord of the Rings, you have your haunted house support building. You have your <laughs> mana bank. You got your mana siphon. You have your mines and universities. And these are all things that you use to increase the the health points of your main fortress. Uh, things that you use to increase like how much mana you're collecting over time, and that mana is used by various towers for for bonus effects. Uh, and without fail, uh, you always, or for me at least, uh, I ran into the the problem of oh, if I put one of these support buildings uh, at at like a corner between two things, surely it will get the bonus for both of those, right? Oh right? man, uh, yeah, doesn't always one of them's not on the right level because you can't tell. No, it's not even that. It's like it's they don't. So like for example, oh, uh, yeah. the mine, a mine is what they call it. <laughs> Yep. You put that like if there's if there's um like I think they're ore deposits on the map is like the map feature and let's say there's like two of them like kitty corner from each other so you're like okay uh, uh you can put a mine on like the third part this is really great for a podcast where I'm like yeah. miming out with my hand gestures here but like you put <laughs> a mine where it's like it's it's touching one end it's touching the other on this yeah. four placement grid and I'm like okay great. I'm going to get the bonus from both of those things, but it doesn't. You only get the bonus from one of them. Am I right? Correct. Am I right, people? You are correct. What? But I not for the, I read something not for about the haunted how... houses. The haunted houses do get it for if you're next to two things. <laughs> oh. Because I don't know why. 
Mm-hmm. There's only so many miners, Scott. They can't, they can't, they're too busy to go to both mines. I guess that's fair. You got to have someone to to pull back those ballista bolts. Um, and then I guess maybe the biggie for this game is the upgrade system, which I almost want to say makes this game a deck builder in some sense. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk with like, like so you mean a the, very light the, sprinkling of deck building going so on. So we have to d- disentangle here because there's the upgrades for the towers themselves individually and then there are the cards that you draw at the end of each round which upgrades all of your towers yeah you're talking Oops. about the cards upgrade cards yeah the, yeah and which another i think maybe my biggest bone to pick with this game outside of the outside of the ui is when i was first playing i'm like okay awesome i can like pick what upgrades i want great i'll go into the up, like the meta progression upgrade menu i'll pick those things i think i've got it figured out and then i didn't realize there was like a a system that you had to unlock in order to make sure that you kept the opportunity to draw upgrade cards if that makes sense so it's like when you first boot up rogue tower you're fresh install you're trudging along you're like oh wait i i only upgraded my stuff like three times and that's it uh i thought there was more stuff in here okay and then a little time later you're perusing through your upgrade card collection Huh, there's one in here for what was my Google Doc say specifically? There's one in here for card draw, uh, being able to draw an additional card every time you draw upgrades and other things like that. And you oh. unlock that with experience. And to some degree, and like there's draw frequency and stuff. Like uh, on one hand, I can see that being a gate kept upgrade mechanic because at the beginning, you don't really have anything unlocked, right? So what's the point of having more opportunities to unlock stuff if you haven't? unlocked things like you haven't unlocked new towers you haven't unlocked different bonuses to those towers for you to pick from at the end of a round i kind of get that but that felt like like a design anti-pattern to me to some degree where it's like oh at the end of the round you should be able to like upgrade your stuff right but it it seemed like weird that that was buried in an upgrade menu for me i think that like having more card draw, like you start off with what you can only draw, like you draw, you draw and you pick from three. And yeah, and it's like every like, few rounds, I think, or like yeah. it's not every round. I think that I think it should start off with picking an upgrade because that just feels more fun. Like picking the upgrade cards is part of the fun of this. Game. Well, and... I mean, you could you could argue though that like in the beginning, it's trying to teach you about positioning more than anything, and like so mm-hmm. the focus is on oh, I need to like put things high up, I need to put things in the corners, and like. And then eventually, as you unlock that stuff, then it's like, oh, okay. Now, now you think about more about those other dynamics and like the what upgrades to choose. And so it's just not inundating you with all that information too quickly. And you do level up pretty quickly. Um, and so it's not like a huge, huge barrier to getting all the card draw. Yeah, I guess like I'm, I'm probably being like overly nitpicky about it. Um, but yeah, I think that like the... And this is where I'm kind of conflicted about like wishing certain elements of this game were like more fleshed out, but also understanding that like, hey, if you're like a solo dev and you're just like making a game to like put out into the internet for fun, uh, and then you're just like, all right, well, I'm moving on to something else, a different project. Like, I feel like that's a totally valid uh, approach that like I probably shouldn't harp too much on like well this game obviously needs online multiplayer and this game obviously needs all these other things attached to it that obviously I don't feel like but... you're still allowed well to... it did need a first person it mode it, it and has that was that. added it, it, yeah oh, exactly okay so you got you you did so, see the April Fool's, 
touch grass mode then yeah i thought that was actually pretty pretty cute <laughs> a cute de- a little <laughs> uh thing to goof around in anyway um yeah it's tough to say it's like surely if this wasn't a solo dev and it was like a small studio these sorts of quality of life things and the the conveyance of um this sort of information would be better um i guess we have we have google i i don't know i didn't really bother googling anything it's about this game. Uh, what is the community like is there a lot of support or not like the wikipedia the wikipedia right now actually didn't have the three most recently added towers and so i had to go in there and do some manual um oh. data uh extraction from the game and start to like actually write in hey here's the damage value the health the the mana cost all that stuff you're doing the so, lord's work no, yeah actually i, I gotta post this wikipedia. to the subreddit you only me to do that his, later he did I, not edit I've the only... wikipedia oh yeah <laughs> he only edited his his personal excel spreadsheet oh i thought you were that you all in addition no he's hoarding it greedily like a dragon right well well, right now i think i have a world record i'm pretty sure wow oh really and so i I can't share my strategies oh we've got a champion here folks climbing the talk about getting into the 70s in Uh, single path without the march of madness or march of monsters March Madness? <laughs> yeah, that's is it. there a leaderboard question? No. no. So I'm, I'm, the best I could do was I, I, I perused through some YouTubes, through the, the subreddit. I couldn't find anyone who got up to um, to beating levels, uh, level 70. So um, I feel like Ooh. beating level 69 right now, that's that's the current. That's the tops. For You've got path. some accomplished rogues listening. You better watch <laughs> out. There's someone bring it on. Title. <laughs> the fact that's, that I also uh, that got to level 69 will means that... Wait, you did? Um, yeah, then I restarted because I wanted to focus on specific towers and I haven't got back. But... Wait, wait, you actually did? Because I remember for a while you were stuck there at 59. No. Oh, wait, maybe it was 59. I think you're missing because I'm pretty sure I shot way <laughs> past you there, Colin. I'm uh, pretty was, sure. Maybe it was 59. Ooh. I just got confused. Didn't even have the spreadsheet open. Well, now I don't know because I restarted the game, so. More like Tilt Town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well done, well played. Uh, that is that is intense. Wow, 70 whole levels. And about how long does a 70 level run take? Too long. <laughs> well, so that's the thing is you learn quickly that there are mods for this game and the uh-huh. the, the dev actually promotes the use of these mods. Um, I think they should probably be part of the game, but things like speeding it up two or three times. That is very important um, to to enjoying the game as you get to these like essentially when before I had this mod, it was like 15 minutes to go through a single round at, like in the 60s. And it's just like you're just sitting there waiting for these monsters to be digested. And you're it just right. takes <laughs> what is this? It's like it takes way three. too. Yeah, it takes way too long. That's uh... what was that called? I, I couldn't quite hear you there. <laughs> you're right. I was only on 59. Oh, oh, there we go. Look out. Yeah. So I'm looking at the wiki right now. And <laughs> hey, would you all like to hear the, the lore? Yeah, we didn't even oh, we didn't get the, the story time. The tr- oh well, we better cover that first then, I suppose, <laughs> before we dip into specific monster description. Uh, but I, I will do this quick teaser here. So there's many different enemies. The first uh, sort of tier of enemies are mostly kind of standard D and D Tolkien esque fare of goblins and trolls and orcs and things. Uh, it says here in the troll wiki uh, article here, troll is a type of monster in the game. What? And actually it says that for basically every monster, <laughs> except for the <laughs> goblin, which says goblin is a type of monster in the game. It is the most basic and the easiest to deal with, period. Come on! I wanted a little bit of something, something, somebody with, you know, a little well, bit of I creative think writing. More, there is a description Greek. in the game. Oh, interesting. Like there's the like Monsterpedia or whatever. 
or monster. Ooh. I'm oh, looking it up now. Monster we'll to, manual. We'll have to dip into that. A manual yeah. full of monsters? Can you imagine? Goblins are weak and basic enemies. They pose very little threat, but they can become threatening in large numbers. They're less gold, blah, 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 blah. And then Andrew, like, you're also... later ones, they do actually start like saying silly things. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Now we're talking. Andrew, you're also reading directly underneath the little quote box that has the full deep lore oh entry my gosh, you're right. for each one, where the Cyclops oh entry reads, <laughs> originally from a strange island in the sea, Cyclopses are some of the strongest living creatures in the world. With more than twice the overall durability of a troll, they are truly menacing. However, they're easily tricked with bad puns. All right, yeah, never mind. Like, part of me, there is in fact, well, good, I'm not disappointed and I should not have underestimated a fellow Andrew's uh, DMing and lore uh, spinning ability. Uh, <laughs> real quickly, the trolls here. Yes, yes, I skipped right past the the italicized text, Thousand Pardons. Again, I think this is a good uh, lesson. We're, we're understanding my level of perceptive ability. And when I say that I missed a menu or I missed a feature, maybe take that with a grain of salt. All right, trolls are very large and slow. They have a considerable amount of girth to chip away at, making them <laughs> relentless foes. Worse yet, their bodies possess the ability to regenerate at incredible speeds, giving them even more. So I think we can take that lesson from the trolls. We can learn a whole lot that, hey, that's, that's good stuff. It should be noted, very briefly, last thing I wanted to mention, the goblin, if you look at the close-up of the gray fix of the beautiful vector graphics, uh, he has a little mohawk. That's fun. <laughs> um, so later, it, the, the enemies do get weirder and differenter uh and one of the the rounds they do uh elemental enemies and Ooh. they have the of course all of the little elementals fire elemental earth air and water and then the last one which is of course boron many scholars believe there are only four elements however there does exist a fifth and more powerful element boron which i i found that like most of the other jokes i was like whatever <laughs> this is fine but i really did like uh the like trying to figure out like what is this weird window pane enemy it's like uh it's boron the fifth element <laughs> the that's fifth element outstanding yeah, yeah i think there's little, little jokes about them there is like th this game does have a lot of charm in it and i kind of wish that there was either like a rogue tower 2 or like another like expansion on top of this game or, or some sort of like polishing phase or something i feel like this is this is like mm. the aesthetic and um whimsy of a game that you can kind of see in like a, a like a pretty successful nintendo title like a first party nintendo title where it's like oh like cutesy graphics and like big explosions i forget if there's like um uh like physics in it like when the when the mortar tower shoots like a big arcing mortar and you see it arc and come flying down and then lands at a big pile of enemies i don't remember if they like like their bodies just go like flying through the air or not do they Not know really. head shakes? But I feel like that would be something that that would like theme very well in here with like all sorts of craziness like that and like sure. biplanes and you have like giant uh <laughs> like rail guns that shoot across the map. Um, I think we we missed the opportunity to talk about uh, tower defenses uh, and our experiences with them from our. Uh, God, what was it? The the last tower or the last spell bleh, episode? Um, but StarCraft tower defense maps. Mm. We're we're all we're mm. all experienced with those, right? So good. Yes, yes. Getting some head jigs. Okay. Sure, have have played a little bit of them. What separates that from here in terms of roguiness? Right. The the tile randomization. 
Is that yeah. the only aspect? I guess that the and cards. like the card draw, right? Yeah, card, oh, right, the card the cards. Draw. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Of course. Because you can't really like if you unlock everything, you can't really plan a specific build. You might not see the card that you want, which is why part of the meta strategy is to like actually nuke your game file and essentially only pick up the cards for the specific uh, towers that you want in your final build. And that way, you're not, instead of 12 towers, you're only dealing with six towers or something like that. Indeed, uh, that that makes sense, because I consistently have the issue of like, well, I'd love to use stuff that uses mana, but I so rarely get both a card that grants me mana or the mana there gathering building frustrating and than, yeah than having like oh i have all these sweet upgrades for this uh you know laser firing pyramid <laughs> but i do not have the mana to use it and also i can't turn off the tower so it's constantly draining my mana to zero <laughs> and like i can't delete it because i've invested like four thousand gold in this stupid tower uh but I don't have, I didn't draw any of the mana cards. Yeah, that, that that was one thing that stuck out to me, like from an early play perspective, where I drew this thing that was like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll I'll build this tower, uh, use this mana, uh, okay, and then like building the tower and then not having any mana to support it because I never drew any mana siphons, and I a I had no idea what those were at the time, uh, but I thought, well, like should should the game allow you to like paint yourself in that corner of like because it's like the pure random card draw, you have that risk of like, well, like, do I want to build this thing before I have the capacity to actually power it? Or do I like do the reverse of that and get the mana siphon and not have, well, I guess there's a lot of towers that use mana, but like, no, yeah. like no mana cubes on the map. Like you're almost at the mercy of like the map gen to some degree. Well, that's why you got the mana banks. Yeah. The pro tip mana siphons are the, the worst investment. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you can get them if you absolutely need mana, but um, yeah, generally speaking, um, it's best to be avoided. Um, which and I think is yet yet another very specific gameplay question. Putting mm -hmm. multiple mana siphons on one no, mana cube. It, oh my! Oh, wait, wait, no! <laughs> you can do multiple mana siphons on one cube, but oh. one siphon near more than one cube does nothing. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, thank goodness. At least the the one time that I built four mines on one thing. <laughs> did something thank goodness well the thing is that like about all the stuff is you can just click on the thing and it'll tell you is it actually working how much is it oh, producing and so like a lot of this mystery can be solved just by clicking around gotcha. which is like a, not intuitive um but um no yeah. i mean how else would you do it sure that makes sense yeah yeah because i did do that which, once with like the houses protect i am going to bring this is the worst criticism of this game which is it's very, very bad. No, no, no. I have UI. all the worst ones. <laughs> no, 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 no. You Sorry. may not have understood how bad this one is. Okay. The, the clicking UI, uh, if you are hovering over something and you click on it, it will click on both the thing that's popped up and the thing underneath it. Oh, no. Which is very, <laughs> very bad design. Deeply frustrating. Um, Very bad. Don't do it. I've deleted I deleted towers before. Like I had the menu open and then I get the pop-up. I'd say I want to get this and I hit select. The select penetrated <laughs> through the, the option and deleted the tower. And I'm like, the fuck is this? That's why you got always got to check your backdrop, you know? You're lining up a shot. You basically um, do. You learn the trick of like you have to when you're like gonna click something, you have to go off, off to the side to make sure you don't accidentally click through on something. Like, Not oh, really? Well, you know, that's just another bad. one of those solo dev quirks. And I know that like the the developer is going to wind up listening to this eventually, and he's just going to be like, "Ah, oh, these guys with the UI stuff." This game was like was so close to being like an absolute time vortex for me on the Steam Deck on the couch. This is your Steam Deck corner, by the way. Uh, 
And I was, Wouldn't I was it be your deck. <laughs> Step out onto the porch with me onto the steam deck. The steam. Let's kick back the steamed planks of this wooden deck here. Uh, I really was was hoping that like, okay, this would be something I could fire up on the on the steam deck, loaf on the couch, and like, because it it it's, it's like perfect for that type of you know you're you're sitting back you're listening to your favorite roguelike video game podcast you have this going you might have like another couple windows open on your computer it's like it's a really great background thing to just noodle on it's not quite an idle game but it's like it's kind of going in that direction in a good way i think and i thought okay this will be great on the steam deck i can just half pay attention to what's on the tv cat in the lap rogue towers are blowing up everything uh the ui oh my god this will maybe be the last time i harp on it but like it is just so like i don't know how you describe this in an audio format but like zoomed out and like any attempts that i made to like zoom in and i know there's like a scaling thing in the game but it was just like no there is before... scaling if you zoom out all of the words get small well yeah i guess and i yeah and you can't there's no uh resolutions that I saw to like change to. And again, we're, we're kind of nitpicking here to some degree, but um, I was kind of bummed that like, Oh yeah, it, it does not look great on the steam deck. It's, it's functional if you have like a microscope or like real thick glasses or something. But um, the other like killer killer for me was a uh, steam cloud saves because this game, like you're going in and you're spending all of your XP on stuff and you're unlocking all these different towers and things, and you're making all this really good investments in meta progression. Boot it up on the Steam Deck, you gotta start all over again. That's rough. Yeah, this game has no saving. Yeah, no saving mid-run. Oh, right. yeah, that's the Which would one. be great on the Steam Deck, because you could just suspend and pause with the button there. Like, yeah, I think... you can't save mid-run, which is uh, upsetting. Yeah. I wonder why that is, because all the time I get a, the call to play some squad, I'd be in the middle of some rogue tower. And I'm like, well, I'm going to just have this running in the background, yeah. basically. And so I would just run both games at once. And I'm sure that was great for uh, for our performance. <laughs> all of a sudden, the uh, the hundred hours of, uh, of game time is explained. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like these these things of like, oh, the dev should add this. The dev should do this differently. Like, I I am kind of more interested to see what he'll do next as opposed to like focusing more on like polishing this game up to some degree um i guess like i would i'd be curious to see him do like a bunch of like micro game ideas because there's a lot of really good ideas in this game there's not like a nintendo level of polish on it but i don't think you really need it to have fun here and i think like in andrew and i's case we're like we've only put i don't know six to eight hours in it or so like that's that seems like a perfectly valid amount of time I don't think we need to go and beat the uh, who is the final boss then it's some it's also variant. Oogie Prime. Big brain Oogie. We don't need to like big dump <laughs> 90 hours to beat Big Brain Oogie if we can just like boot it up, putz around for five hours and be like, all right, that was fun. What but else? Don't we you got? don't you want to beat the Oogie? When the Oogie beats you, are you not enraged? Yes, I actually that is the strong one more turn aspect where I was like. I think the furthest I got, I think, was maybe level 35. And yeah, when you get a real good run going and it, yeah. you get beat by some stupid thing that you forgot to do. And it's Whoa. always like the like the super slow moving back and forth Oogie boss is coming in. He's the last bo- like enemy on the map. And all of your turrets are firing in like 
last line of defense, everything is being thrown at him. And you you are doing that mental math in your head of like, okay, you see the health bar going down. You see him getting closer and closer to your fortress. And you're just like, oh, yeah, he's going to make it. You have like 4,000 gold left over. And you're like, oh, no, I never spent my stuff last round. Oh, <laughs> upgrade, God. upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's rough. I remember at one point, not real. I didn't. I didn't realize that he'll one shot you. I'm like, well, I'm at full health, so I mean, I'm sure I could take the hit from the big guy. And it's like, oh no, he's the boss. Okay, I thought he was just like a guy who's bigger than ever. Yeah, um, you, the other there are other named like mini bosses that do like five times more damage or something. Oof. But if an oogie gets you, it's game over. He oogs you. That's it. <laughs> well, you've spent a lot of time in the balloons tower defense game correct what and i guess like and yeah so we did talk about our last spell game which was like tower defense on rpg steroids this is a very much more tower defense without the rpg steroids but like balloons obviously not a roguelike so we probably won't talk about here but there is like a mod for it like in your hundred plus hours of bloonsing like what would what would be like your ideal roguey tower defense game B if you could take elements from like that rogue tower last spell like all these types of things I think there should be yeah preset maps uh I think the 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 random tiles is interesting but that it, that to me doesn't and, and, and so like the challenge is can you beat the the single way the two way the three way so on but really there should be a like a, a selection of standard maps and they have different like shapes and like that way the challenge is can you beat that shape or whatever better than other people can or like ooh, with, ooh, a, well, with on, fewer resources on. or with i mean like i think the the drawing a tile at random is like honestly that my the my, what i'm calling the world world record run was 100 the result of just good luck where, where the lane the lane here's what happens when you every time you expand the map it's drawing randomly from a pool of like i don't know like 50 different like tiles and so if you happen to draw one that splits early on that's it. You're like you're going out and your your tile splits. The one I had, I went 20 um 28 tiles without seeing a split. And oh. not only that, but it like circled back in on itself. And so I could have all the lanes shooting at it multiple times and it was just this insane setup. And so that level of randomness like at least a fun, I think. Like you could have outrageous runs, but you can also get robbed and I think that's fun, but like I want the option to have like the set maps too. So you can like check off the achievements of like, here's the figure eight, here's the whatever. And um, you know what they should have is they should have the same, the thing that they have in like monster train or so this fire, where it's like the daily challenge. There you go. Where daily a, challenge would have a lot need to be, It doesn't even need to be like preset by someone. It's just like, it picks a random map and it's like, here's the seed. Everyone does the same seed hmm. and like, see how well you can do on that seed. And you're going to get like, you know, you know what, you know what game did that, and I, I don't think I've mentioned it so far this podcast, so it needs to be done. Slay the Spire, I think. Yeah, yeah in fact, Slay the Spire has done oh, that bro. great mechanic. Never but, heard of I that mean, tower that defense was one game. One of the ones that I was <laughs> talking about was like the, the pre the challenge of the day. Yeah, yeah, sure, that would be good. Uh, and maybe it's like maybe some of them are like, okay, it's not, it's not going to take into account the towers that you have locked. It's going to be you. Here's here's the a random set of upgrades that you have mm. unlocked. So like, oh, you know what? We decided to, uh, you're not going to get the the vampire layer on this one. You have to beat it with um, cannons and mortars instead. Like only black powder based uh, towers. Love Just it. Like, you know, figure That'd out how fun. to do it good. But um, before we get to rankings, which I feel like we're coming on to, that, that vibe is coming. Uh, I want to talk about the music. 
Oh uh, yeah, the music, the music is really good. Really, really good with an asterisk. <laughs> what? Um, Two metal. It is somewhat repetitive if you've played mm. it for sixty hours. Mm. Um, and if you're looking at so wait, uh, first of all, I want to say I actually I, I really really like the music in this. It's got like a a harpsichord. Absolutely like, weird metal harpsichord vibe is so good like the intro song is great it's like perfectly fits like the weird quirky like dev vibe i'm pretty <laughs> sure that the dev is the composer i would be yeah, i'd buy that because we, so. will found his youtube channel and he right and he has other music for like a different game he made that is uh, that wasn't me was it scott Someone i think it was did. probably me yeah yeah and so he <laughs> yeah not to be confused with these stradivarius tracks that were being dropped in the Discord. <laughs> yeah so I uh, and there after the first the first like ten levels or whatever it starts branching into like different uh, genres of enemies to be like oh after the first ten levels you're either gonna get the uh, the the spooky people the robots or the elemental people or whatever um, but when it splits into that it still has the same music for the three different enemy types I think they should each have their own theme it shouldn't mm. be like because it, it's it's the same like four or five songs like in the same sequence of orders um and so like you know i know in my brain like every time like that level 16 hit like this is this it's like i can just it goes in my head and like okay (laughs) it'd be awesome if that corresponded with one of the enemy types rather than having to okay i click on it and like one of them's got more shields than the other. One of them's got more armor. So I'm going to have to like change my strategy slightly based off of that. Uh, and I have to go like stare at the little tiny enemies as they're like rushing by and they're like all kind of crammed in together. It'd be awesome if the music gave you that. Uh, the very good and awesome music. Um, for sure, for sure. That's my criticism. Will didn't even know it had music. So no, I turned that music off right away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Did you give it a shot? No, I, uh, and the fact that I learned how to like make sure that I could like reduce this, like by default, you can't minimize the size of this game. There's some settings that you can change within the Steam, like uh, setting. Basically, I wanted it on like three fourths of my screen so I could watch, watch a show. I mean, you'd boot up some Star right. Trek over watch, here. Watch yeah. some Seinfeld, right? That's why yeah, exactly. Imagine if Seinfeld had a harpsichord soundtrack. That would be something. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 yes, it is very sort of metal. What's the deal with proud... UI scaling? Anyway, <laughs> what is that deal with it? There's a proud tradition in a fantasy themed power metal of harpsichord usage. Uh, lots of songs will have little harpsichord intros and things like that, if not just harpsichord throughout. It's nice yeah. to have that there. And then you got this awesome, great, like double bass drum going on with the track. Oh, yeah. The double, the double it's kick drum jazz. is really, really solid. And then in place of where, like, you'd expect there to be like a guitar, there's instead like a traditional. P- and anyway, it sounds good. So it's like you get like that sort of, um, uh, that marching, exciting metal theme and vibe about it without um, some of the harsher instrumentals that sometimes turn off on metal. Good su- soundtrack, good stuff. Most inter- And the the other sound effects are all like, you know, fine. There's nothing like grating or annoying about them, which sometimes you can you can run into. So it's not really a standout, but it's like it's not disruptive. And it like works. it's kind of fun hearing the of all your all your yeah. uh, ballistas ablazing. And uh, to to jump off of this point, I I was going to bring up the music. If you if you didn't, uh, Colin, um, hey, Andrew seems wildly confused about this game, has no idea what he's doing, hardly understands it. Uh, And yet I've played it for six hours and I have had fun throughout that time. 
Uh, why is that? Uh, I think that the, yeah, there's a lot of uh, charming elements about it. The music, the presentation, uh, this general sort of like feel of like placing things down and seeing the gameplay on pretty engaging. The the draw of one more run is is really big for sure. Um, the enemies have little di little bits of dialogue, which are kind of cute. Uh, my favorite one is nobody's going to kill me immediately gets killed. What a loser. <laughs> uh, and uh, furthermore, the, the tile placement, although it does, you know, add maybe too much randomization, it would be great if there were preset maps or some sort of an option for preset maps or preset challenges, as we've discussed, the randomized tile and picking where the tile you want to place a new tile, that system I found to be very engaging and exciting and kept things like fresh. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I think, a well-presented and well-designed game for sure. It is fun, even if you are floundering like me to grok uh, everything that's happening. <laughs> rating time? That, that sounds like a rating. Yep. Yeah, what's your rating, Andrew? Oh, well, it's coming in at number seven on the list. So, hey, pretty high. I think it, um, I was I was having a little bit of a tough time deciding. This has happened a couple times where I am sort of looking where I want to place the game in the stack rank, and I find um, One Way Heroics, and <laughs> I have to think pretty hard about it. And while I think One Way Heroics is probably... Uh, it basically just came down to like which one did was just more raw fun. And I think the, the, the there was a I was having more fun more of the time playing uh, Rogue Tech. Uh, so it beat out uh, One Way Heroics and is number seven on my list. I think for uh, me, I'm probably like my number, my numeric rank or rating is probably harsher than it sounds. And yeah, like I was trying to like look through my list of games of like, well, does Rogue Tower belong higher than this game or not? And I think my litmus test was Brotato, where similar like solo dev effort, but like Brotato doesn't really have a theme. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's fine. Uh, I can see why people like it. I don't think it's really for me. I think Rogue Tower has a lot of stuff that's like I would like, but I think it's anchored a lot by its UI. And I think if if like if this was a game that was um, developed by a studio by like the lead dev and like a couple like UI people and like a dedicated UX person, uh, and then Mason was just like the guy with like all the programming behind the scenes, it would be like soup like two thumbs way up. Uh, but I think my six out of 10 for ranking it, like sounds harsher than it is because I did have fun playing this. I did have a really strong like, damn you, Oogie, I'm going to get you with my new upgrades this time uh, effect. I don't think this game on my list is higher than Brotato. And I think I had more like understandable fun with Hand of Fate than than Rogue Tower. Like I, I get I get why Colin and Will are going to rate this higher. Um but yeah, on my list, it's going to fall right in between Hand of Fate and Dungeons of Dreadmore. It's it's fine. You know, it's like I think it's I think the music is great. I think like the music actually gives this game like an extra like point and a half on my system. Uh, but yeah, I think like the music is good. I think like the overall gameplay flow is very good. The UI stuff holds it back a lot. But 
like yeah i think i'm i'm interested to see what this dev has more to offer anyway wait a minute so when you wait, say you wait. understand what we what what we're going to say what do you think we're going to say you're going to say oh i love <laughs> figuring out the puzzle of how to optimize for that is for 15 hours fucking right right there i'll tell you what <laughs> i mean th th that's the thing all this ui griping that you all have i mean like yeah i get it i click through things and i, I deleted a tower once and then what happens you learn and then you yeah. don't do that again. <laughs> no. Like the, oh, part of the fun of this game. Yeah, it's just like you don't know what the fuck is going on. You're like, what? Why is that thing upgrading? Like it's just sitting there. Why is it upgrading at armor? Why is it like, oh, then you eventually learn these things or like you get so invested that you look it up on the internet. Or you, in my case, you get a spreadsheet out and you heart, you start <laughs> extracting data and you start building extremely complicated spreadsheets with lots of cool little lines and like, you know, and that's just like, they do look as soon as I B lookup and H lookup. Oh yeah, I mean we're gonna do index matching all over the place here. We've got I had to I had to ask ChatGPT to give me the, the the what's the the formula to turn a summation into um uh like uh, an actual value. I forgot the term for that. That's how good at math I am right now. But like <laughs> it, it like works beautifully. But like the fact is, if I have to get a spreadsheet out because I'm so interested, it's automatically <laughs> gonna be at least an eight. And I tell you what, WarSim got the same uh, this one i gave it an 8.5 war sim also an 8.5 war sim i had in a spreadsheet out because i needed to know how to win in the coliseum and uh, it had that similar sort of like how the heck do i beat it and i'll tell you what when you beat the four way for the first time feels really fucking every time you beat each one of these things for the first time is super rewarding and then as i like to tell myself the world record <laughs> <laughs> for a single one lane without the march of monsters like oh my goodness it's uh it's, it's pretty rewarding asterisk, asterisk. right nobody is can someone challenge that show me evidence that you can beat me otherwise i posted mine to the subreddit and uh and everyone's saying well the two people that responded that is the highest <laughs> they've ever seen hey so. all right well played well played so 8.5 which ties or ties it for the third place um with uh war sim um, so it's uh, tr only behind uh, RimWorld and Luck Be a Landlord. So truly a phenomenal game. Highly recommend. Uh, I'll start right with the score. I also rated it an 8.5 um, between Cogmind and our other tower defense game, The Last Spell. Um, I think this come this game in many ways co comes close to my platonic ideal of uh, like a path of game that I get drawn down. Um, like the weird... It's like not not really a small game, but it's very very focused. Um, I I I think I've said often on this podcast before that like I could play a lot of these games with ASCII graphics, or like I don't I don't need the graphics in order for it to really catch my attention if it has good gameplay. Um, I think this comes pretty close to like that ideal. The graphics are there, and they fit the low, um, the simple aesthetic of like we're not worried about graphics. We're putting the best graphics in here that are for just that raw tower defense goodness. Um, but then there's like some fun stuff in there, like they, you know that there's some good colors in there at the ends, and like you upgrade some stuff, and it's got like well you're shooting the arrows, and it's got the the colored flames that go behind them like it's fun um the music is pretty good uh even if it does get a little bit repetitive if you play it for 60 hours <laughs> um the gameplay is excellent i think the the way that all of the uh the upgrade systems and the math and all that like how they interact with each other actually is a very like it lets you get pretty in-depth into it if you want to like try and figure out the puzzle of it and it's not 
there isn't a single answer to what is the best um the best system like there are ones that are better or worse but there you can you can get very far in this game using very very different strategies which i find to be enjoyable like you can be like no i don't want to play with ballistas i'm going to do everything else and still do like go very far and play play it well um i think it's a little bit hampered by the a lack of like final polish um but in in like in the end i don't think it really really needs it um like it's not a it's it's not a triple a game and you can get by like none of the none of the little ui quirks really make it unplayable it's just as like oh that's kind of annoying um or oh that took me longer to figure out than i than i feel like i should have but i did in the end so um yeah it's number five overall for me um 8.5 i think it's a really good game i think uh, it's it's a fun you, you can get fun out of it for six hours or 60 hours so and you get pulled in pretty quickly well, that's going to land it overall at our new number 12 out of the 37 games that we've played. And our number one for this season. Yeah, Will so far one for one with the uh, 100% batting average. Uh, it's going to place Rogue Tower just behind Invisible Ink and just ahead of Loop Hero on our mega overall super list. Uh, yeah, if you want to write into the show to tell... Uh, will just how wrong he is about his world record attempt you can do that with grogpodzone at gmail.com uh you can find us on mastodon at grogpod uh gamedev.place and our website where we have all this stuff all bundled up together neatly grogpod.zone other episodes etc 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 uh colin have you finally made a decision on what game we're, we're going to be playing for next episode no, the coin must. The coin is uh, oh, the challenge yes. coin. The challenge coin. All right, so it's gonna be return. heads uh, into the breach or tails wildermyth. Two quite different games. So uh, tails wildermyth. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> Will Will is deeply upset by this. Um, I, I feel like the challenge coin has always gone against the, an, me. the anti Will pick. I don't <laughs> like this coin. <laughs> I don't actually, so I don't know. I don't know if we'll like Wildermyth. Um, I can tell you right now that I'm not a huge fan of the aesthetics of the art, but I think the rest of the game looks really interesting, and it's what I want out of the future of games, so I'm excited to play it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an interesting interesting next thing for us to to look into. But uh, but until then, uh, that's going to wrap up our, our first episode of this new second season of the show which is completely different as you can tell from all the other ones that we've done uh and yeah until our our next episode of is it wildermyth or wildermyth i don't know <laughs> i guess we'll find out when we cover it uh someone will write it right into the show oh, gonna, i think it's uh, uh, Wildermyth. <laughs> uh but uh yeah i guess we're, we're gonna find out hopefully Damn. they say the title introduction <laughs> cinematic welcome to wildermyth uh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Rogue Tower 2.0. Uh, yeah, uh, well, to play us out from this episode, uh, no, that's not the song Black Diamond by Stradivarius that you're hearing. It's something else just as good. The chaotic goblin forces of Oogie bearing down on your fortress.